1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Chris Harding joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to?
1: Uh, some Minnesota music for our Minnesota guests today. Talent show by the Replacements. Um, like the Replacements, the um, Wolves have not been much to look at so far, but there will be a lot of talent on display tonight at FedEx Forum.
0: Uh, I don't know, when you did your, uh, your preseason... Uh, ranking of the games and gave them stars and stuff. I don't know where this one would have ranked, but probably pretty high, right? Because the because we Minnesota's coming in after last year's festivities in, and national TV. This game and now we have. I don't think we knew this. Bef- I don't think we knew this beforehand, but now we got the debut of the city edition journey uh, uni- uniforms too. This is this is an occasion, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what I gave it on that on that right story, but but the only ding would have been the 830 tip, which is pretty late. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely in disco nap territory today, I think.
0: <laughs> um, but I don't think we knew about that. And I think there is interesting, like, sometimes these jerseys come with more buzz than other times. I don't know how one even quantifies that, but it feels like there's some interest in these jerseys. I do. I Go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: I saw a story yesterday, and I, I can't – I'm sorry, I can't remember yeah. what site it was on. It was not a site I usually frequent, so it wasn't like ESPN or The Ringer yeah. or The Athletic, which are sort of the three I go to the most for NBA stuff. It was somewhere else. But it was a um, ranking, and I, I can't You know, I can't turn down a ranking. I, I'm a sucker for the listy <laughs> ranking stories. But it was a countdown of all the – I guess there were only 29 for some reason. I don't know who didn't do one, but it was a ranking of all 29 of the jerseys. It counted from 29 down to one. And it had the Grizzlies number
0: one. On really? The uh, yeah. The city edition jerseys. That's well, that's good. Do yep. you wear? I know you wear hats. You're a big hat guy. Do you wear trucker hats? That's what I have in my hand here, a trucker hat. And do you ever wear Grizzlies paraphernalia?
1: <laughs> I don't. I mean, I wear caps, and I, some you would classify that way, and some you wouldn't. I don't. That's not language I use. Right. Trucker hat. Right. I mean, I think that's a, a particular sort of. You know, I, I think I think that there's something sort of I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but there's something sort of forced about that label on on, on hats. It's like it's almost like a novelty, like you but know. Isn't there,
0: doesn't it, it convey the like sort I, of I grew, bigger? I grew up around
1: dudes wearing pickup wearing right. wearing caps, driving their pickups around, you know, selling seed or whatever. So it's not <laughs> like a novelty to me. It's sort of just normal stuff. Um, I grew up, you know, used to saw Don's Catfish Kitchen caps all the time, but now they don't have them anymore. That's my grandfather's restaurant. All through college, I wore that, and, and some people thought it was like ironic hipster thing. I'm like, no, this is my grandfather's <laughs> restaurant. Um,
0: <laughs> That's great, so yeah, I, ironic hipster Don's Cat. What was Don's Catfish Kitchen?
1: Yeah, yeah, That's fantastic. No, I, I can totally all, all see of... it
0: being ironic hipster Don's Cat. No, 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 this is an actual place. It's my uncle's, right? Yeah. But, no, but the, the yeah, trucker hat has the big front. Isn't that the difference as opposed to, like, a baseball cap? It's got the wide thing at the front, which I actually don't like. I, I prefer, the like, yeah, a baseball cap. I don't
1: cap. know. I, I guess I was thinking of it as, like, the snaps in the back. I think it says they're Maybe. snapbacks instead of fitted or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I wear caps. Um, I do wear caps. I, I've always been sort of a hat guy in different ways. now I have, I have very little hair, and so, right. wear, you know, it's good to keep your head warm. Um, I do have a Grizzlies cap. I don't wear it. It was a, I have a very nice Grizzlies cap. It was given to me by my son, and so I wear. I don't wear that in town a lot because right. it feels weird to like do that. But when right. we go on vacation, that's usually they get the cap. I take, and so if you see me out in other cities, I'll prove You'll it. We're your that stuff. So uh, anyway, it is a and it is an event,
0: uh, but the Timberwolves are. Uh, they're tr- let's say they're trying to find themselves a little bit among their challenges this year. They have, uh, they have, uh, you got Carl Anthony Towns weighing in on Anthony Edwards' dietary choices. Uh, we've got the Towns-Gobert combination not working well. We've got D'Angelo Russell forgetting to check into a game. Uh, and then we've got Devin Booker the other night taunting the Timberwolves by saying, we play team ball, we share the ball, suggesting that perhaps the Timberwolves don't, uh, what do you make yeah, of but, these I struggles? Mean,
1: I, 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 you, uh-huh. And you can even add—I I was making some notes about this this morning. Actually, there's sort of this just in this season of big NBA dramas. There's been this this constant sort of um, leaky faucet drip of little little micro dramas from from Minnesota. Right. And another one was there was the, the other viral clip that went around was the the offensive possession where they came out of a timeout and Edwards stood like three feet behind the three point line on the weak side with his hands on his hips for like all 24 seconds. Cause he was not involved in the play. He just stood there the whole time that got passed around a little bit too. Um, yeah, there's issues. There's issues in Minnesota. There's no doubt about that. Um, I was listening to, I had Dane Moore, who does a great podcast out of the Twin Cities on, you know, our pod. It's the uh-huh. bonus pod this week, previewing it. But he had my friend Rick Robson on his local pod I was listening to a little bit of this morning. And they're already talking about, okay, if this keeps going poorly, like, and they have to blow it up. Like, who are we trading? Like, that, those conversations are already happening.
0: Well, it it, it does, you know, you wrote about the Grizzlies and the good vibes, and sometimes right. you're tempted to shrug and say, "Yeah, good vibes, whatever." Life doesn't matter. It does. I mean, we it uh, does it doesn't, and it did in, in a previous carna- incarnation of this Minnesota team too, with with uh, with uh, Marbury and and uh, and Garnett, right? I mean, vibes matter. And, well, the and, point, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, well, the point I made on the pod with Dane, and if I end up writing tonight, I may, on the game goes, I may maybe a line of inquiry or whatever that I write about. I always this always sticks with me because I sort of cut my teeth in some ways as an NBA fan in the Twit Cities, following that team, reading Britt's stuff. And when Flip Saunders was the coach in Minnesota, he had a quote which Brett wrote about and would, would break back occasionally and underscore. And Flip Saunders Flip Saunders always used to say that in basketball, chemistry means having a pecking order and having all the players embrace the pecking order. And like Marbury didn't embrace that he was number two to Kevin Garnett, right? And so that that's sort of where that comes out of. Um, the Grizzlies are like these two teams to be a perfect illustration of this the Grizzlies have a pecking order it's John Morant and then it flows from there and it works and everyone embraces it and it gives sort of a coherence to the organization and to the team in Minnesota that to me that's one of they're having issues from the court fit and like X's and O's sure but they're also having an issue of, like, who's leading this team and what, who accepts who's, who's prominent and what's the pecking order. And the point I made with Dane was, like, you can sort of look at it different ways and get different answers. Like, Rudy Gobert is the oldest player, the most decorated, right, in terms of all-stars and all-NBAs and all of this. Carl Anthony Towns is the guy who has the most tenure with the team. He's, like, the, he's been the star in, the, in Minnesota for the longest time. Anthony Edwards is the guy in the backcourt with the ball. And typically in the NBA now, you organize your teams around – if you have an all-star on the perimeter, that's how you organize your team. And so, to me, they don't – there's no sense of pecking order or chemistry on the team, and that's part of the problem. It's
0: interesting because you can have multiple stars and still have pecking order. I mean, I think back to, like, the Lakers and the Celtics. Yeah, the the, the Celtics had Bird, McHale, Parrish, Dennis Johnson – but it was started with Bird, you know, and then it was that's probably, right. like, and, the, and, yes, James Worthy was awesome, and, and but it started with Magic. And I, I, even the Pistons, that was Isaiah, fundamentally, wasn't it? Like, it I wasn't,
1: mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tim Duncan in San Antonio. I mean, the Warriors thing was a little interesting because it was Steph, but then you bring in KD, and, like, they're just so great. It works right. fine, but KD ends up leaving in part because of, like, tension around that pecking order.
0: I think that's absolutely right. Um... So anyway, so, okay, so they got issues and, uh, and, 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 and we'll see how that plays out tonight in terms of, you know, they, they went into the off season and did something big and dramatic. The Grizzlies went into the off season and did not do anything big and dramatic. And the thought was that who knows, maybe Minnesota would have, would have caught up to the Grizzlies. Now, you can do things that that are, that are big and dramatic that work. By the way, you don't have to do things that are big and dramatic that that
1: are overpay and also, Don't work. Yes. Uh huh. Also, they also also they still can. I mean, let, let's not right. You know, let's not assume that everything is baked in for the rest of the season for either team. Frankly, right. let's you know, let's not assume too much. It certainly seems seems that way. But I mean, I, one of the things I looked at yesterday. Um, in terms of, like, net rating uh, on the on the season, yeah. the Grizzlies are 15th and the Wolves are 16th. Um, I mean, the Grizzlies have a better record. Um, Grizzlies don't have all the vibe issues. Right. But there's no guarantee that these things don't flip going right. forward. I mean, you, you, to me, Grizzlies should not be complacent about their right. fortune.
0: No, and you can imagine them meeting in the playoffs and the Timberwolves winning. Like, who, who the hell knows? Right. Like, yeah, 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 100%. In terms, though, of the... I was starting to think about the big trades that were made this offseason. And I guess the biggest were uh, Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, DeJounte Murray in Atlanta, and Gobert. I don't know if you want to count Brogdon in there. But of those three or four, I don't think we're going to count Christian Wood to Dallas or Royce O'Neal no. to the Nets. Um, I mean,
1: Brogdon's great, but Brogdon, he's a sixth man on that team.
0: Right. So of the three, how has it worked out for all three?
1: Two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. I think that's a song by somebody. Um, The Cleveland thing has worked out great. Don Mitchell is playing the best basketball of his life, and he's played some really good basketball before. Um, And that team is just humming. Um, And the Atlanta thing seems like it's working well. I haven't watched them a bunch, but, you know, the record is good. Um, Murray and Young are both putting up big numbers together. The team's winning. Um, I don't really take them as seriously as I. Do. I think Cleveland has joined the sort of the top tier in the East, and Atlanta I don't think has or will. But I don't think you look at that trade and say, "Well, that was a mistake." The trade seems to have worked right. out okay.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Before I get to the uh, the co- the, uh, the critical question of coffee, um, there was one other mailbag question. And again, you can still read Chris's mailbag from yesterday, and it involved the rookies on the team, and I forgot how it was phrased. How many of the current rookies will be on this team in what? Was it four years? Five. In five years, how many of the current rookies will be on this team? And how did you analyze this?
1: Well, I went back five years and looked at the draft five years ago and looked at players taken in, in the same range and how many of those players are still on the teams that drafted them, and it is almost none. And you go back one year earlier, you get sort of the same answer. And so if you go back to the draft five years ago and look at players take first-round picks outside the lottery, which is what LaRavia and Roddy are, only two of, I guess, the 16 um, that that you know that are in that range are still on the teams that drafted them. And then in terms of second-round picks, which would be where Kennedy Chandler and Vince Williams are, only one out of 30 is still on the team that drafted them. And so, like, you know, and it's the same thing if you go back one year prior. In fact, of the 30 second-round picks, the only one still from the 2017 draft, the only one still on the team that drafted him is Dylan Brooks. And technically he wasn't drafted by the Grizzlies, so it was a draft night trade, so they acquired him on draft night. Um, And so, like, you know, guys picked outside the lottery don't, on average, tend to last that long on the teams that drafted them. There are always exceptions, and you, you hope you have them, but that's not what the odds are.
0: So would you set it at 1.5? Is that what you set the over-under? Yeah,
1: 1.5. I mean, the fact that the Grizzlies, A, have such a good developmental track record right now, and B, that they seem to really value keeping their own guys, you could probably bump that up. Like maybe it should be two when you factor in that sort of franchise-specific aspects of it. But just in terms of success rate and longevity rate of players picked in those ranges, like it's just it's, the averages aren't great.